Good morning. This is your Monday update. As usual, since we had a podcast last Wednesday, we're not going to have a podcast this coming Wednesday. So I still have time to work on my homework of finding out what eukaryotes are and how they relate to yeast, because I believe yeast is a eukaryote or a eukaryotic organism. Also, I made my first loaf of sourdough with the sourdough starter, the bread flour starter that I have, not the wheat one. And, yeah, it didn't turn out that great. The consistency wasn't great, but I was having kind of problems. My dough was a little too hydrated, and I don't know how to work with a high hydration bread yet. I'll have to have to find out some more things about the different levels of hydration um, and explain that a little bit more. I, I downloaded a reference sheet and I will provide a link to that in my sourdough information section on my website, um, which I may rename podcast info. I still haven't decided on it. But, okay, so I didn't get the rise that I wanted. I got a really good crust. I baked it in the cast iron Dutch oven, which was easier than I thought, but still a huge pain because I am not a large person and carrying around trying to manipulate this extremely hot cast iron skillet. You know, and I followed this one direction. You know, I had like two or three different videos that I watched, and one guy went through everything, and he didn't. He doesn't do the traditional, have it really high for twenty five minutes, and then turn the heat down. He he says, baking the bread at a somewhat lower temperature, consistent consistently through the baking works better. I don't know, maybe it does. I think that probably works better for professional bakers that have, uh, you know, some specialized equipment. And I just don't believe... Okay, people have been baking sourdough bread for a very long time. And, And everybody likes to try to claim that... Well, you know, those old style ovens, they they had heated better and they were more consistent. And can you imagine a woman years and years and years and years and years ago, I don't even know how long ago, like, you know, cooking in a stone oven trying to keep the heat constant. I mean, you have to add fuel, you know, wood or whatever, to keep it burning. Yeah, the they probably could retain heat very well, but I can't imagine the materials and things that modern ovens are, are made of are inferior to that. And I'm sure we have better control now than we did years ago. And these people still turned out really good product. I mean, I'm not saying everybody in every household did all the time, 100% of the time, but a lot of the time. 
And even just back in my grandmother's day, I mean, she didn't have all access to a lot of the things that I have access to. And she certainly was a better baker than I am. So, you know. Uh, oh, that's a spider. Okay, that's interesting. Um, there's something just sort of just came right down in the middle of my kitchen. Where'd it go? Okay, I think I got it. Sorry about that. I mean, I'm not opposed to spiders, but go over there. No, near me. Okay. Anyway, my failure at this loaf is my failure and not the fault of I didn't have some fancy equipment. At least that's my theory. And I think I know what I did. Let me finish with the description of the loaf. The loaf itself didn't get the rise that I wanted. It was too soft and floofy and goopy, and it didn't didn't firm up. And if it had firmed up and I had that tension on the outside of the ball of dough, that would have provided the 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 tension would have provided a skin for the force of the carbon dioxide and the, and the gases forming while it was baking to push out against and make that nice rise and make that nice crust. And I, I mean, this was so gloopy, I couldn't even score it properly. Um, so that was how gloopy it was. And I followed the recipe. I don't, you know, I don't know what I did. Maybe I don't know how to compensate because I live in a, in a humid climate. But... At any rate, the look of the loaf of the bread wasn't that bad, even though it was too low. Cut it open, the inside of the bread was approximately the texture that you want, but the flavor was not good. It was too sour. I mean, sourdough is supposed to be have that tang to it, but this was too sour. It was, it was bad. I, I let it over ferment. I let it ferment for too long. I should have put it in the refrigerator. Hardly anybody says to do that. One person said. Most of them say, yeah, go ahead and put it out on your counter. You got to let it proof for like 10 hours. Okay, not in Florida. And not in a, in a kind of a sort of open living room kitchen plan house with a vaulted ceiling that's difficult to keep cool when you've got the oven going. And and I let it I let it over ferment and it tasted very sour. Unless it's the fault of the starter, maybe I got an odd batch of bacteria in there that's giving it an extra tang. But I don't, you know, I might wind up getting rid of that starter and only working with the wheat starter, which smells a lot more sweet. I don't know. At any rate, I have put both the starters into the refrigerator. Oh, and right now I'm, I'm waiting for my, I'm making some banana muffins and 
if the if it beeps, I'm gonna have to stop and go take care of that. But I have put both starters in the refrigerator, and because they're mature starters now, I think I can do this without killing them. And I'm gonna bring them out and feed them once a week. And the day I figured out to do that would be Wednesday. Because Wednesday has typically become sourdough day. Um, I don't know if I'll give a little quick shout out um, this coming Wednesday. Even if I don't do a regular podcast, I might do a sourdough update. And then um, you just let you know, hey, it's still alive or something like that. But uh, this has discouraged me from actually baking a loaf in some ways. Because I'm kind of almost like thinking, well, it's probably just going to happen again. But on the other hand, it almost makes me want to go ahead and do another one right away. And try and fix what I did because I do think I know what I did wrong. At least for the flavor of it. The other part, I don't know. I'm trying to find some videos about working with high hydration dough. Like, how do you handle it when it's just a big sticky mess and not add a ton of flour? And apparently there are ways. I do have a stand mixer. Maybe it needs to be kneaded more for a long time. I don't know. That's what I'm going to find out. So another piece of homework is, okay, so the eukaryotes, how they relate to yeast, are yeasts eukaryotic organisms? I think I've read that. So we'll, we'll deep dive into, the, well, not deep dive. I don't deep dive into anything, but we'll dive into that a little bit. And then uh, I've got to put up the link to the sourdough charts about how to cook a loaf of sourdough um, and uh, that general website and the gentleman has a lot of good information he does want you to buy his sourdough university thing I actually think it's a monthly fee that's sort of like okay I can understand if you've got something almost like a, a an ebook or, or something that you decide to publish explaining all this and buy that and it's yours. I don't, or even just if you've got a series of videos that you worked really hard on it and you want it, but a monthly, I'd have to check into that more. I'm a, I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical. But at any rate, he does have a lot of good information. Although he is one of those that, you know, well, you need this, and you need that, and you need this. I found one lady from Australia, and I don't know if I've already put that up or if I, or if I have to put her stuff up, but she, she does it simple. She doesn't, she doesn't do a whole bunch of math with it, the baker's percentages. She doesn't have a whole lot of fancy um fancy equipment. It's her, you know, her home kitchen, and it's really a simple process for her. Well, fairly simple. I mean, sourdough is never completely simple. But even though I'm disappointed, I I feel kind of, I don't know, oddly encouraged, I guess you could say. It's nice to learn something 
And even though the loaf was a disaster, um, I learned something, and that's good. So next time, hopefully the loaf will be better, and I'll have good news to report. I don't think I'm going to make another loaf before next Wednesday. Not this coming, but the next Wednesday. I'm not. I'm not going to do one before then. Um, I'll probably do one after that. It'll be probably later July, maybe even early August before I actually make another loaf because I'm doing some other things. In the meantime, I'm going to be freezing some bread. I believe I'm going to make some of that Hokkaido method uh, milk bread. And I've got these little loaf pans. And they're so cute. They're little personal loaf-sized pans. And I'm going to um, make up the dough, put them in the little individual loaf pans, freeze that for a while, and then when those are frozen enough, I can uh, repackage them individually in some plastic wrap and freeze them and keep them for up to six months. And whenever I want a little loaf of bread in the afternoon for myself, um, I'll have one. I'll have... Uh, dough ready to bake. Just got to take it out, thaw it, let it rise, bake it. Well, I think that's going to be about it. I've got a few more minutes left on my banana muffins. They're supposed to be chocolate chip banana nut muffins. I omitted the nuts and I used half espresso chips and half mini semi-sweet chocolate chips. So we shall see. Um, I think they'd really be good for a breakfast muffin with the espresso chips in them. Just sounded good to me. All right, well, I will talk at you next Monday. Well, I might give a little shout out Wednesday if I feel like I want to give an update on the starter. I think it'll be fine, though. Like I said, I'll feed it every Wednesday. I think we're kind of going to go a little bit away from the sourdough after next Wednesday. Next Wednesday will be my little homework assignment and some information about that I found about how to cook a loaf and some reference materials. And then I think we will pull away from that a little bit because we'll be a, a, a you know, a little bit into July. And I think that as summer rolls in, at least summer for me rolls in, and I start looking July, August. I start looking at Christmas and I always miss the mark on making people Christmas gifts. Some really nice handmade things. Simple but thoughtful things. And I'm gonna that will be my theme for this year. I usually send out Christmas cards. I tried to do a digital card last year and it just flopped. I couldn't I couldn't get it together. It was harder than I thought. And I think this year I will do some type of digital card and then simple but thoughtful Christmas gifts that I can make for people. And that's going to take a little more organization and that's why I kind of want to lighten the load on the, on the podcast and lighten the load on the... Um, the blogs as well. Maybe reduce the number of those also. 
and keep them focused on the Christmas gifts. That's going to be it for today. I'm not going to put the ad on a bonus episode. I think I'll start um, omitting the ads on the bonus episodes because they're supposed to be shorter, even though I did go ahead and go 16, more over 16 minutes today. But uh, I don't know. That that is That is it for today. And like I said, I'll talk to you next Monday and have a good week. Bye.